coming up on The Kim Gravel Show. That's what drives me every day. If I wake up in the morning and I feel unfocused, I just say to myself, okay, what's going to make me happy today? And it might not be the same thing every single day, but if you wake up and you have that as your purpose to serve you, then you really can't fail. I came out of it and I felt like anyone that DM'd me, I was just bulletproof. I was mm. like, if I could stand up to people in person and you know, stand in my truth and know who I am, then who cares what anyone else says online? This is the Kim Gravel Show. Let's just go on and spill the tea. This is one of the realest persons I've ever met. My mission is to encourage every single woman. We're here to lift y'all up. There's no one more effective than moms. You mess with the bull, you gonna get the horns. I need coffee, I need Jesus, and I need therapy. (laughs) (laughs) If you can bring a smile to people's faces, why would you not? True confidence is knowing who you are and why you're here. Hey y'all, Kim Gravel here, and this is The Kim Gravel Show. And every single episode, we are trying to help you, and together, do it together, level up our lives with different stories and different inspirational guests, or just a nugget of of something that's going on in my personal life that has helped me um, level up my life, and that's what we want you to do too. Today is no exception. I'm going to take it back to my KOQ days, the Kimmel Queen days, when we were um, on air with a reality TV show. I was inundated, Zach, with young women wanting to come to Atlanta to be trained for pageants. And I say pageants because um, not everybody wants to be a pageant, but everybody wants to feel better at themselves. So all these young girls would come to Atlanta just to meet with us at the pageant place and um, get some pageant training. And my guest today was one that stuck out with me so, so profoundly. Her name is Carrie Burke. She's 20 years young. Okay, now when I, I think, I can't even remember her age. She was young. I mean, she was, I had to be like 11 or something. We'll ask her when she gets on the show. Um, She's a social media star now with millions of followers. She's already a best-selling author. Um, She's a Gen Z expert, and Lord knows, honey, as a as a Gen Z mom, I need that. Um, she's she's a best selling children's book author um, of three different children book series. So, the Cupcake Club, Fashion Academy, and Ask Emma. Those are great books. She's got a new book though. Okay, out. It's called My Real Life Rom Com. It was just released in September. Um, she started a reality TV sh- show, and I love this about Carrie. She's a mental health advocate and an anti bully advocate. So. When when we get back, we're gonna we're gonna dive into Carrie, and we're going to um, realize what Gen Z is all about, and the tenacity and the audacity she has to go after what her calling is. Hey, and stay tuned because at the end of the episode, we're gonna give you some behind the scenes of what happens when uh, the cameras are off. <laughs> it's good. Registration is closed now for the confidence course we're offering. But if you want to be the first to know when the confidence course is available again, please sign up for our wait list. I'm going to give you a little example of what someone wrote. I love a good testimonial. I love when someone tells us what we're getting right. And, And Sarah wrote, it gave me the boost I needed this morning to keep working on my holiday movie script. Yes. It may have taken me a bit to get the confidence to pursue this project, but I'm not dead, so I'm not done. I'm not late. I'm right on time. I love that. 
Thank you so much, Sarah, for writing that. And I hope it is a holiday spread. Woo, get about it. If you need that boost, if you're looking for that next step to take um, in your dreams, in your calling, and even in your confidence, go to kimgravel.com and sign up for the waiting list because the confidence course is coming back. Um, and we want you to be the first to know about it. So go to kimgravel.com, sign up for the waiting list and get that boost of confidence that you need to. Love you guys. Thank you so much for all your support and be confident and walk boldly in it. I love you. This is one of my favorite Gen Zers of all times. Okay. I was so privileged to meet her and her talented, uber talented mother back when I was taping Kim of Queens, Zach. This is this is how wow. long it's been. I know. I didn't know and, that. Oh yeah. This, this Carrie has been uh she just gives me hope for the future because she's so gifted and so talented and so driven. She has so much talent. She's only 20 years old. Okay, but she's an old soul. Y'all, please welcome my dear, dear friend, Carrie Burke. Carrie, Carrie, Carrie Burke. <laughs> I love that. How do I get a copy of that for my ringtone? I love it's already it. on its way. It's yours. Don't worry about it. It's yours. Please send it to me. Oh my God. Okay, <laughs> Carrie, how, how is your mom? I got to ask you that straight up. How is your mama? Foremost, my mom is good. She's on the couch right now, taking a nice nap. Ah! I wish I could take a nap right now. I love that woman. And y'all, let me tell you something. The Burks are the most talented people. I met Carrie. How old were you, Carrie, when I met you? Oh my gosh, probably like 12. Did you hear that, Zach? That's amazing. So wait, wait, wait. So can you tell the story? Like, how did you meet during Kim of Queens? So uh, Carrie's mother and I were going to write a book together during the Kim of Queens days. And when and they came to Atlanta to see me. And when I met Carrie... I instantly knew. I said, this girl is either going to be an absolute superstar or president of the United States of America. Either one. I didn't or know both. which one it was going to be or both. But she was so gifted and so talented. And Zach, she has already written so many books and, and series of books. So, and she gets that gifting and that talent from her mother for sure. But when I tell you, Carrie, I always knew I was going to see you in your name and lights. How do, how do you have the focus at your age and, and with all that's going on to really hone in to your dreams? And to, because, you know, I, I talk to so many young adults and I, I will say, I think you are the exception. So I want you to speak to this. So many young adults like yourself, because you're 20, they don't know what the heck they're going to do with their lives. And there's a lot of people watching this podcast right now, Carrie. a lot of parents, a lot of grandparents, even a lot of young people going, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, right? How do you have the focus to, to, uh, to know and, and go about what you want in your life? And, and it seems like young people are having trouble focusing. And why is that? Hmm. I think that I do a few things. First of all, I just have the courage to experiment with different things. Like so many people say that they don't know what they want to do, but they're also not going out there giving it a try. So if you don't know what you want to do, then try multiple things, see what interests you most, what you're most passionate about. So that's what I did. I did pageants for a while. I sang, I danced, I did all this stuff until really in the pandemic, I just came back to center and I said, I love to write. I want this to be my career and my free mm. time. I completely quit dance. I've been a dancer for 14 years and I started to run because I just loved it more, which comes to my second point, which is just doing what makes you happy. I think that's how I remain mm. focused. It's so simple, but just 
that's what drives me every day. If I wake up in the morning and I feel unfocused, I just say to myself, okay, what's going to be happy, make me happy today. And it might not be the same thing every single day, but if you wake up and you have that as your purpose to serve you, then you really can't fail. When you're talking purpose, are you talking your job? I'm talking my life's purpose. That's right. Come on with it. Keep going, Carrie. Keep going. Keep (laughs) dropping your 20-year-old wisdom, which I love. That's what I'm telling you. You're an exception, my friend. You know what I'm thinking of? When we were doing like little pageant training back in the day, and you were training me for my interviews, and you were saying like how good I sounded in my interviews. But I was like, no, you're so good. Like, teach me your wisdom. I'm thinking right now, like, this is my test. Like, this is my pageant interview (laughs) right now. You could always talk. Your generation gets a bad rap a little bit. I will tell you like, everybody's like, Oh, where's the future? Gen Z's. And, uh, and you know, it's just what's going to happen in the future. But I think, I think you guys get a bad rap. Yeah. I think Gen Z has a lot to say. We have very strong voices and oftentimes we can come off as kind of radical because of that. But I also think it's, a superpower because we have the ability to inspire people and to call for change and to make our voices heard. So oftentimes I might step on other people's toes along the way, but it's important because so many of us are so driven and we know what we want in life and we're not afraid to be loud and making it happen. How does social media play a part in that for you? Because that's been a big game changer for your career. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you you know, my mother's like, social media is the devil, you know, but I mean, it, it you know, it's not, it, it, well, it doesn't have to be. Let me say that it, it is a, it is a, a point of view for business. I mean, it is an entrepreneurial dream to have a strong social media following. And didn't that change for you when you stepped out and, and really became a social media influencer? Absolutely. I think I'd always been a writer. I'd been in the public eye since I was very young, but I really didn't understand like what it meant to be a public figure until I was thrust into that social media world over the pandemic. I basically just had overnight fame, had one video blow up and then my entire TikTok following skyrocketed. (laughs) And I realized, you know, there are pros and cons to TikTok and having a following on social media. I think back then for me, it was all about, you know, the fame. Everyone like recognized me. Like it was so cool. Like I loved seeing, you know, the following. It was kind of like, you know, five seconds of fame. Like I just had a lot of fun with it. But then once I started to get, you know, bullied on social media a lot, I got a lot of hate messages. Sometimes oh people want to send death threats in my direct messages. Carrie so is really, really oh. difficult. Are you serious? Well, I mean, yeah, but, 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 but there's there's a there's a sacrifice that has to be made, and there's you got to have a thick skin. You do have to have a thick skin. I think really going on that reality show that I was on gave me a thick yeah. skin. I was bullied, bullied a lot on that reality show, and I think I came out of that. I faced a lot of hate on social media, but I really developed this thick skin, like being in a house living with influencers for two weeks, you know. Get, having people yell at me 24-7, I came out of it and I felt like anyone that DM'd me, I was just bulletproof. I was mm. If I could stand up to people in person and you know, stand in my truth and know who I am, then who cares what anyone else says online? What gives you that confidence personally, Carrie? Because there's a lot of young people that are listening to you right now that follow you and, and want 
to know what they're supposed to do with their life. They're searching, they're seeking, and they're wanting the confidence. What would you say to them? I think just when everything else in your world feels like it's spiraling out of control, whether that's through social media hate or some mental health Mm. struggle, anxiety, just return to center and return to what you're passionate about and what you love, and that'll bring you home. So for me, when everything is feels so wrong and so like blown out of proportion in my life, I just I return to center and I just start writing or I go out on a run. So just I think have a strong sense of what makes you happy. Like that's mm-hmm. really the driving force. Like I don't I don't mean to sound like redundant, but just you know, do what makes you happy in life. It's so simple. Like if you're it, upset it really is you know, just wake up in the morning, just do what makes you happy. Isn't that great? I, I, and, and, and I love the fact that you have the courage to do that. Okay. So this new book, I yes. haven't read it yet. I got it. Okay. I have it, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah. My real life rom-com. Now, first of all, are you dating enough to know that you live in, in a rom-com? I mean, I, I, I see you still as a little 12 year old girl. So it's, it's a little <laughs> scary to think, are you out there in the streets dating? So from ages 12 to 20, I was quite the little serial dater. I had a lot of fun. 12? <laughs> well, that's... Not, that, that, yeah, I know what you mean. You had boyfriends. You had, you had, will you go out with me, check yes or no? Are you talking about like that? Sure. We can say that. So <laughs> I, I was just out and about, you know, doing my thing. And all of these guys on... Like dating apps or you know college oh guys. my I lord experiences being a social media influencer i dated a bunch of social media influencers just crazy experiences and i realized there really are no books out there about dating written by a teenager for teenagers they're all written by experts which yes can be good in a sense but teenagers need someone but boring to and to level with and they're boring <laughs> yeah. They're like, boring, Carrie. Need- They're yeah. boring. Right. They're boring. I feel like the dating guides out there telling you, you know, here's how to go about your first kiss or your first date. Like that that's so like basic. I wanted to do something <laughs> that's fun to read, you know, for people to read my book and like feel like they can really like level Relate. with my experiences and go, hey, this is a girl who's going through it too. She's not telling me how I should date, who I should date. She's just being open and vulnerable about her experiences. And I'll just take what I will from that. So okay, that's it, really it, it, out. Okay, first of all, you know, we're going to get into some of the stories, but like, is dating hard today? I mean, like, look, it wasn't a cakewalk back, back in the day when I was dating. But yeah. it wasn't like this whole swipe left, swipe right. It was none of that. I mean, you had to actually call up on a phone with a cord attached to the kitchen wall. I mean, it wasn't right. like... It was none of this. So, I mean, so it was tough, but you had to have like, you had to be a strong dude, you know, or even a, a young girl. I mean, I, you know, we were taught, don't ask a guy out. He'll ask you out to go up and, and, and look you in your face. And say, will you go out with me? Cause you, you didn't, couldn't text it. So is it hard today to date? Yeah, I think it's hard in a different sense because we're living in this digital age in the age of social media. So the reality is most people meet each other online these days. And on one hand, it's exciting because there are so many options to choose from. But on the other hand, there are safety concerns. You know, you might be... So Hmm. you got to be extra careful. 
So I'm very lucky. I have a boyfriend now. So I obviously like got my little happily ever after from dating apps. But for a long time, it was really hard. And there would be so many failed dates that just... Oh, you got to tell us some of them. Disappointment (laughs) after disappointment after disappointment. All right, you've got to tell us some of these dates. Okay, I I read that you went on a date with a guy with a fly stuck in his tooth. It was actual like buzzing fly. So it was dead. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm a gag. Yeah, without was really- he a frog who turned into a prince? Is that <laughs> not that I know of? I didn't really see him okay. after that date. So who knows what happened next? But yeah, that was that was like crazy. And you just cannot make a story like that up. So basically, this story I tell in a chapter called "The Dating App Disasters," plural disasters. S at the end because there were several. <laughs> but he was one of them. Basically, I was on this date with a guy who's just kind of weird to begin with, right? Um, he asked if he could kiss me, weird, asked if he could spit out his gum into a napkin or a receipt. Like he asked me if I had a receipt so he could spit out his gum before he kissed me, weird. So it, it just like, kept getting weirder. And then like he kissed me, whatever, he was a terrible kisser. And then like pulled back and like smiled at me and he had a fly in the center of his teeth. Bless his heart. His teeth. So... You know, it gets That's even worse. That's the bad, bless his heart. So, it gets worse? So I, Hold on. Hold on. It gets worse? It gets worse. So then I, I told him, I was like, hey, man, like you have a, a fly stuck in between your two front teeth. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, do you mind just like picking it out for me? So I had to like pick it out. I took my little acrylic nail and I like, flung it out of his was that perfect okay carrie what about the guy who had his mom break up with you so that Uh was crazy i was 16 this is what i consider my first love the chapter is called the first love in the book it was all fairy tale we met on a social media tour, toured the country together over the summer. It was beautiful whirlwind romance. And he did not live in this country. So he went back home after the tour ended. And obviously, like, long distance does not work. Sure. Period. End of story. So his mom texted my mom. Like, didn't even text me. Texted my mom and said, like, hey, like, this guy cannot be in a relationship right now. He has to focus on himself. Just broke up with me by texting my mom. So it was just super weird that, you know, this guy told me he was falling in love with me and then just didn't even have the guts to tell me he didn't want to be with me anymore. So then I called him later that afternoon and he was like refusing to talk to me. The camera was facing the ceiling super cowardly classic 16 year old boy stuff but at the time it was like heartbreaking like it was the end of the world so i really write about that experience in my book very openly and vulnerable i actually the first chapter is a fun fact the first chapter i wrote of rom-com was that day that he broke up with me and i didn't know it was going to turn into my book it was a diary entry that i wrote that was as long as a chapter and I put it aside and I looked back at it during the pandemic 
And I said, hey, you know, this might be something people want to read. This is not something I should keep to myself. This is actually a good lesson for people. And then I just kept writing and writing and writing. Oh, y'all got to get this book. I feel like this book might be a little TV show, possibly in the making. I hope so. I want to Carrie, am I speaking that up? Oh, please. Let's do something. Mm. Hello. My real life rom-com, Sex and City Edition. That's, I mean, I'm serious. I think, I think there's something there. Okay. When we come back, I want to talk to you about mental health. Okay. Because this generation has so much vulnerability and, and, and putting themselves out there is hard and with social media and all the pressures and the anxiety. When we come back, we are going to be talking about mental health with Carrie and her experiences right after this. I love recommending ZocDoc because they have solved an actual problem we all face. I'm just, tell me, tell me if you have ever had this experience like I have. You need to find a new doctor or specialist, but you have no idea where to look. So you just start asking around, hoping that your Aunt Sally's guy is as good as she thinks. ZocDoc solves that problem, y'all. It's a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book your appointment with them online. I use it and it's so easy. All you got to do is go to ZocDoc.com slash Kim or download their free app and check it out for yourself. ZocDoc will show you top rated patient reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for the ones that take your insurance. And I'm telling you, we all know that is a struggle. Who takes your insurance and where's a good doctor? ZocDoc has it all there for you. They have doctors located near you and treat basically any condition you're searching for. The typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between, you know, just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. And you can even get same day appointments. So what are you waiting for? I use ZocDoc and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Kim and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Kim, ZocDoc.com slash Kim. And take all the hassle of finding good doctors who take your insurance in a flash. Skip the meal prep this summer with Factors ready-to-eat meals and enjoy all these warmer and sunnier days, y'all. Head on over to factormeals.com slash Kim50 and use code Kim50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off of your next month while the subscription is active. I love my Factor meals and I've started hiding them from my family because they love the weekly menu of 35 options and the more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, even snacks and beverages. I'm telling you, they've got everything to help you feel good about what you're eating all day long. Y'all, they're delicious. They're high quality, chef prepared, absolutely never frozen. And they're on the table in less than two minutes. Factor meals eliminate all the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Y'all, I don't have time for all of that. All you do is simply heat it up and savor the good stuff. Head on over to factormeals.com slash Kim50 and use code Kim50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off of your next month. That's code Kim50 at factormeals.com slash Kim50 to get 50% off your first box plus an extra 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hopefully you won't have to hide your factor meals like I do because they're that good. Maybe you will. (laughs) 
All right, we're back with Carrie Burke, and here we are. We're talking about her new book, My Real Life Rom-Com. We've got a 20-year-old here sitting here dropping wisdom like it's just, you know, going out of style. And she's so ahead of her time in so many ways. But you you talk about pretty openly, pretty vulnerably about being diagnosed with generalized anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder. So I want to tell you, I, I hear this a lot from young people, from everybody, really, from all of us. Tell me how that affected you. I didn't even know that, Carrie, about you. Yeah, so I think I didn't really know it about myself until mm. the pandemic. I had experienced symptoms of OCD when I was younger that were pretty severe, but I didn't really understand at the time. So I kind of just pushed it aside. And then over the pandemic, I I write about this in my book in a chapter called The Journey to Self-Love, because it really Mm. wasn't until I experienced anxiety for the first time that I was able to love myself. Anyway, we'll get to that. So basically, I was sitting on the couch. Everything was fine, as fine as fine could be during the pandemic, just watching a movie. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't catch my breath. I didn't understand what it meant or that I was having a panic attack because I'd never really experienced it before and neither did my parents. So my parents took me to get a COVID test the next day because I felt that was the problem. It was negative. And then my mom says to me, you know, Carrie, it just might be anxiety. And to me, anxiety was just, you know, nerves, the butterflies you get before a test or something. I didn't really understand what it meant to have anxiety. So it basically got worse. Physical symptoms turned into these mental compulsions where I was just having these dark thoughts over and over again, like convinced that nothing was going to get better. And I wanted to get better. I wanted to live Mm. my life to the fullest, but my mind was telling me that like there was no hope. So Mm. it was just very confusing. And I started seeing a therapist and she told me that, I had OCD and OCD is so misrepresented today. We see OCD as solely organization and cleaning, which yes, it is. But a big part of OCD is also that mental rumination that people Mm. suffer from. And these intrusive thoughts you get that are completely contrary to who you are as a person and what you value. So because I never received that education in school or growing up about OCD, it took me a long time to educate myself and to believe my therapist that, you know, I was okay. And this is just a mental disorder that I deal with. So literally for six months, I just kind of like isolated myself. I was scared. I would wake up shivering every morning, nauseous. I didn't want to eat. Um, And then it really, I think the turning point was realizing, you know, it wasn't going to get better. It kind of sounds counterintuitive, but I would just wake up every morning and pray that things would get better when really anxiety doesn't get better. It's just about learning how to live with it and learning that, you know, these thoughts that are crossing your mind only affect you as much as you let them. So Mm. just letting it float over your head and kind of learning how to not pay as much attention to it, which is easier said than done. But I think that just takes time and it takes like you wanting to work and understand what it means to have 
an anxiety disorder. And practice. You have to practice practice. You're right. You have to really, I like when you said, you said I was a member of the class of 2020. I had no prom, no high school graduation, no college freshman year beyond zoom classes. My life was frozen and fractured. There's so many young people out there Mm -hmm. that experience this. Do you think that was the onset for so much of what young people are experiencing right now with anxiety, depression, and, and this OCD you're talking about? I think it's definitely a trigger. Um, I think for me specifically, I've had an anxiety disorder all my life. I just didn't really know it. And it took something as crazy as not having a high school graduation and, you know, a global pandemic to really bring it out and have me face it. So it's a blessing and a curse because I think if I hadn't faced it now, I wouldn't, I would have faced it down the line and my anxiety was placed in my life at the perfect time because mm. a, it was right before I wrote my book and it gave me like the perfect ending to my book and the perfect platform to empower others. B, I dealt with anxiety before, you know, meeting my boyfriend, the love of my life. And I feel like now going into a relationship, I have a greater capacity to love because I know that when I'm experiencing anxiety, it's just, having anxiety just makes me a more emotionally rich person. Wow. So it all happened for a reason. Yeah, but you also turned your, you turned your mess into your message. See, that's, I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. We think we have such messes, but really they become our message. And now you are a dedicated advocate for mental and health awareness, especially for teenagers and young women. Um, and you're not, not only that, you're the team ambassador for nobully.org. I mean, you, you're an author. I mean, what you're doing, Carrie, is the, it's not just entertainment. It's, it's really this, a movement. I think there's so many influencers out there that just abuse the platform they have, use it to post thirst traps and just stand in front of a camera and look pretty. But that's not being an influencer. Being an influencer is using your platform to influence and empower others. You know, I'm, I don't have almost 4 million followers on TikTok to just dance around and do nothing. You know, I have TikTok and I use it for fun, but also on the side, I wrote this book because I hope to help people. It's so much more than just entertainment. Girl, and I've always known that about you. I told you you're an old soul. Now you say you want to be a journalist. Um, yes, Tell me why, and because that's a big change from when we talked. We when we talked many many years ago. And what what's important about journalism to you? Telling stories, I think, mm. is at the core of what I do. I'm a storyteller. Whether it's telling my own stories through my real life rom com, or telling other people's stories, I love interviewing people and being able to empathize with them and tell their stories in an authentic way. I also love features writing and reporting. So coming up with some topic, let's say about like a trending, a trending clothing item, but having diverse perspectives weigh in on it. I just love going out there and telling stories. And I think that's at the core of what I do. I've experimented with a lot of different writing, obviously the children's book writing for a while. Fiction writing is not my favorite thing to do. Uh, Sports writing. I love watching football, but I'm not knowledgeable enough about sideline reporting. I'll come flat out and say it. Um, so yeah, I think I'm open to writing about anything and everything, but the main thing is I just want to tell stories as a journalist. Mm. 
Well, you tell them so well, and that's why you've been you've been an author for since you were 12, 13 years old, and that's why we're going to see great, great things come from you. Okay, before I let you go, I do something with every guest I have on the show, Carrie, and you're no exception. We're going to do what I call okay. rapid-fire questions. So the first thing that comes Let's up comes out, okay? Don't even think about okay. it. Just pop off at the mouth, girl. Rapid-fire questions. Okay, here we go. Okay. Uh, favorite dating app? Hinge. Hinge. Oh, do God, I didn't know. Why? Yeah, go ahead. Why not? <laughs> well, <laughs> Could you explain uh, everything about Hinge? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, it's just where I met my boyfriend. Okay. The other ones what have is like Hinge? a very culture. Hinge is like a Tinder, but it has a reputation for being a little less hookup centric. And hookup means. No, okay, we'll do that another time. That's another show. Here we go. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Just think what you want. <laughs> That's right. Let's not let's not define that for people. Let them think what they want. I love that. What is your guilty pleasure? Right now, Golden Bachelor. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen it. Is it fabulous? Mm. It's so sweet. Everyone is so nice. It's just so wholesome. Okay. Then is that worth watching? <laughs> I mean, because all of our reality TV shows, we want a little edge to it, girl. It's entertaining. Like you're seeing a okay. 71-year-old man get all horny. I don't know. Okay, so you have just really encouraged me to go and see that now. I think I might be putting that on tonight, watching it. Love you. Okay. I'm still like 12 in your eyes. I feel like I have to censor myself. This is so bad. You do not have to censor. (laughs) Girl, you never had to censor yourself then. You have to censor now. You know I'm the real deal, Holyfield. I just want you to be who you are. Okay, what's your first date deal breaker? When he only talks about himself. Right? Conversation. Right? Decided. Yeah. Yeah, that's like not a, a good time. <laughs> but so so maybe you need to teach, maybe that's your next book, dudes, this is what you need to do to have a successful date. Think about that. Yeah. What do you wish you took less seriously? Everything. Life. Really? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, so much of the time, all the things that I worry about and overthink every day, whether it's related to my relationships in my life or school, it's just not that deep. It's not that deep, baby. Mm-mm. That's what my daddy used to always say. It's like, what are the body? What's people, people going to think? They're not thinking about you. Ain't nobody thinking about you. No way. So don't, don't sweat it. Don't sweat the small yeah. stuff. I love that. Favorite junk food, Carrie, favorite junk food. You know me, you know what I'm junk food. Okay, the most junky of junk food I get, don't make fun of me. I can eat like honey bunches of oat cereal in bulk. Like I could probably like eat a whole box if I wanted to. That's not junk food, but like Listen, I've I've been I've been to the most most amazing bakery with you guys. You can eat junk food. Are you sure that's your honey bunches of oats is it? Maybe I went through a phase. Oh, I literally <laughs> I had my ups and downs. Maybe when I was twelve I was still eating like cupcakes. I had a phase I where cupcakes. I just did not eat like any sweets. And now I'm like slowly bringing it back. You're bringing it back. You're, br- you have, you're <laughs> having to dip your toe in. You're dipping your toe in. Okay, here we go. When you're dating, looks or smarts? Both. Okay, have both. What you have to choose. If you had to choose. Smarts. Smarts. smarts but you got to be cute. Yeah, but honey, we can but help that. Cute. We can help cute. You can get okay, surgery fine. for cute. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can't, you can't help <laughs> dumb. You can't, you can't fix stupid. That's the quote for this episode. You can get surgery for cute. You can't help dumb. No, you can't fix stupid. Can't fix stupid. All right. (laughs) Who's your celebrity crush? Ah, It changes. 
Mm. Oh my God. You me tell you mine right now? <laughs> Timothy Charlemagne. I uh, think he is so that jawline. He's adorable. Okay. But he's like a twig. He's tiny. He is tiny, but listen, it, you know, I'm getting bigger okay. by the minute, so. Okay. Oh my God. I'm gonna say, say this it, Carrie. Just it. say it. Um the, the guys from the summer I turn pretty. Okay, Carrie, that is what I have like binge watched that series. You know, I'm a teenager at heart, right? Wait, okay, they're Conrad, so good looking. Which is your favorite? Uh, Conrad, I'm classic. Okay, me too, me too. <laughs> okay, good. There's now, so many people who love Jeremiah. I love Jeremiah off screen. Like, if I had to choose Conrad or Jeremiah off screen, it would be Jeremiah. If I had to choose it on screen, it would be Conrad. Conrad is so broody and so like. Uh, uh, also, Jeremiah on screen, his character is bi. So you like see him like, did, yeah. other men and you're like, okay, like, you know. Well, you know, and I'm not judging that. I'm just saying like, but I love his lips and his tan. But Conrad is just the guy, you know, he's just that all American. Come on. Yeah. He's hot. Okay. <laughs> The fact that I, Zach's probably sitting here going, what show are you talking about? It's, it's a total like young adult yeah. series. I'm obsessed. It sounds great. No, <laughs> no I, I'm t- my real life rom-com is going to be that. Just hang on. Okay. Who would play you in a movie on my real life rom-com? Everyone has asked me this. Okay. Uh, it is the most random answer. Okay. Okay. But there's a girl. Her name is Kylie Cantrell. She was on some Disney show. You probably don't know who she is. She just had like a guest role in High School Musical, the musical, the series. She okay. is, she can play, I'll explain. I have all my reasons for her. She plays, she can play young and she can play old. So she can okay. survive on the timing transitions in the book. Cause I have chapters about when I'm 13, 16, 18, 19. So I feel like she would be perfect for that. Also, she has a little bit of spunk to her. Like she's cute, but she has a little bit of spunk, which kind of reminds me of myself. So I don't know. I feel like I just got the vibe. I saw her on TikTok. And I was like, I can see this girl playing me. Okay, Zach, do you see how she's already planned out the movie and who's going to play her? That tells you right now this is going to happen. It's manifesting right now as we speak. A hundred percent it's going to happen. I just texted you a picture of Kylie Cantrell. Okay, I want to see her. Let me see. Hold on, Zach. I have to check her. Wait, I I hope it's not like a... Oh, she's adorable. Let's see. Is it really old picture? No, uh, I don't think so. Oh no, that's, that's adorable. Right? I thought she'd be yeah. perfect. She doesn't have to dye her hair She can easy, <laughs> easy. Right? We got that. And she come down okay. here to Atlanta. Yeah. I can get that that's done easy. in two minutes. Okay. What is Literally. the biggest thing you've ever purchased? I'm not a big shopper. Believe what? it or not. Yeah, I don't really like spending money. I think I'm saving up for an apartment. I'm not cheap. I just want to save save up for an apartment. Well, you live in New York City, though, right? So yeah, it's like a lifetime just to afford to. Yeah, I don't really spend money. I don't know. I feel like if I were to spend money, I would go out for a really nice sushi dinner and just treat myself. Mm, I love it. Okay. What is the best gift you've ever received? I've ever received? Okay. So for my birthday... During the pandemic, my parents basically wouldn't let me go anywhere for a year. And I thought like, all <laughs> hope was lost. My mom decorated my room like a Disney cruise, like got all the like bath stuff from the, the best cruises. mom. 
uh, that's amazing. Up lights everywhere, played the Disney sailing away song and like decorated the whole house, like a, like a Disney cruise and said, we're going on a Disney cruise in a few months. So that yeah. just, I like, cried. It was so beautiful. That's beautiful. That's cool. All right. Last question, yeah. my love. What will you be doing 10 years from now? Hopefully working as a big time editor in a magazine. Ooh. And with a blockbuster movie or a TV show. Done. As you done. say, the opportunity has to come to me. It will. Just prepare for it because it's coming, girl. Let me tell y'all something. Go get this book for all of, read it for yourself. Get it for your grandkids, your kids. It's called My Real Life Rom-Com by Carrie Burke. You can connect with her on social media. Her social media is really simple. It's at Carrie Burke or go to Carrie com and buy her book for everyone coming up this holiday season. My Real Life Rom-Com, everywhere books are sold Carrie, I Amazon. love you. All the things. Everywhere. Buy it. Give it to give it. Give it. Give it to your teenagers. Give it. Read it yourself, honey. You know I love me a good little rom-com story thing. You know I love that oh, yeah. those shows on Netflix. So I'm gonna see this on Netflix. Hey, Carrie, can I be your mom on the show? Can I play your mom? Play her? Yeah, oh, play her in the, in the TV show. Okay. Tell them to call oh, me. Oh my god, yes. Zach, Zach, Zach will be my agent. Just tell them to call me. That's it. Call me. Have your people call my people. Call me. Call her people. <laughs> Love you, That's girl. Such a good idea. And y'all go check out Carrie's book, My Real Life Rom Com. Everywhere books are sold. Check her out on social media, Carrie um, at Carrie Burke or at Carrie Burke. That's B E R K dot com. Check her out. Listen, she's an inspiration. She's one of my girls. Mwah. All right. Thanks, Carrie. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I invited my mom in to say hi to you. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh I my love God. her. This child is amazing. This child oh, is no longer Lord. a child, but you, girl, no. I always knew I, it. Girl, we I always knew, knew she was going to be this way. Did you tell her about how you met Candace Bushnell? Oh, you know, Candace Bushnell who wrote sex, uh, in, the sex in the city. Does a dog pee on a fire hydrant? Yes. <laughs> so I basically, I chased this woman down for months. It was crazy. It's her, it's her literary idol. Yeah. So the person who designed my outfit for the cover of the book is best friends with Candace Bush now. Nicole Miller. Nicole Miller. Oh so sent Nicole, uh, Nicole Miller basically mentioned my book to Candace Bush now. And Candace Bushnell was like, I, I asked for an endorsement, like a back cover quote. And she's like, I'm sorry. I don't know this girl. I can't do anything. Fine. Fair. fair. Right. So next step, Candace has her one woman show. We got front row tickets to the show. Um, Candace finishes her show. She's drunk as a skunk. Um, <laughs> and I basically like, shoved my manuscript in her face. Yep. I just, I shoved my manuscript in her face after the show with a letter. And I said, Hi, I'm a 20-year-old best-selling author. Read my manuscript. You're not going to regret it. Um, and that was all I could get in. That was all the words I could get in. She was like running out. Um, I saw her walk out. The manuscript wasn't with her. So I was like, all right. <laughs> she threw it out. She, she, she left it, it in the toilet. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. So someone I was sitting next to at the Candace Bushnell show is my ex-best friend's mom. Mm -hmm. And she knows Candace Bushnell. So we got the assistant's address. 
sent another manuscript to the assistant's address. So then, okay, we're getting warmer. So then I <laughs> right, get a right. comment. You're, you're, yeah. I get a comment on my Instagram post out of the blue from Candace Bushnell. Thank you so much for coming to my show. Good luck on your book. So she, uh-huh. was looking, good she read it, whatever. She follows me on Instagram. I'm like, all right, we're getting warmer here. So next up, we're, she still doesn't want to give me the endorsement. At this point, the book's turned in. I'm like, whatever. So then I'm at an event in the Hamptons. It's like a very small event. And lo and behold, who walks in is Candace Bushnell. So I'm like, oh You're my God. You're kidding me. This is my chance. She calls me screaming. I, well, I call her <laughs> So the person hosting the event, it's a very small event. I went up to her and I was like, Sydney, like, you've got to introduce me to Candace. And she's like, okay. So Candace, you know, this is Carrie. She's a writer. And Candace like shakes my hand. She's like, you look familiar. And I was like, mm-hmm. I gave you my book. And she's like, yes. I remember your book. You're a great writer. <gasps> Thank you. <laughs> and she like said I was a great writer. Like, oh my God. But she like remembered it. Like we were talking about the book. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'd love to take you out for coffee sometime. It still never happened. But she's like, yeah, of course. Here, let me give you my phone number. And Shut your mouth. Shut so your she- mouth. And now they text. Number. So now we like text back and forth. Like I sent her a copy of the book. She Did she ever give you an endorsement? Her- no, she posted it on her Instagram. Though. She posted it on her Instagram story, which is probably like good enough. That's better endorsement That's than good. having That's something right. Nobody's going to read yeah. it. Right. Right. Nobody's right. going to read a, you know, back yeah. of a cover. But yeah, now, this woman is smart, too. Like she when I asked her to post about my book, she's like, OK, can you post about my one woman show? I'm like, OK, like she's, she's, not, like, she's not stupid. Like she wants my reach, too. Yeah. So they like reach out. And yeah, she's but just that- like, crazy. Yeah, but that's how you do it. See, but Carrie, you are 20 years old doing this, my love. Most people your age are scrolling TikTok and being consumers of content and you're creating it. Why well, do it's both? different. <laughs> you can write a whole too. You could write a whole book and do TED Talks on the art of the Gen Z hustle. I want to do a TED Talk. How do I get to do a TED Talk? Just uh, well, Carrie. I'm afraid. I'm, I'm afraid you're actually going to like run for governor of New York in a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Like I told you, <laughs> Kim wants to play my mom in the movie. Oh, that would mm-hmm. be so great! Can you be the one Carrie, year, like, to go out with yes. a thirty year old? Yes, <laughs> and let me tell you, when Carrie Bush now produces it from her production company, call me. Yeah. Tell her to call me. And Perfect. you were so great about instilling in her. That's what I said. Full power and. Believing in yourself and empowerment and all of these things. And it's like, that's the end of her book. The end of her book is before you love anyone else, you need to love yourself. Got to. Love you. And I miss you. I miss y'all. And and send me everything. We're going to do it. We're doing it. How's Amy? Amy good? She's great. She's good. She's good. I'll tell her y'all said hello. It just, I look in the mirror and I'm like, you know what? I feel like shit right now. Sorry, Miss Kim. I don't need to curse. No, you go I ahead, honey. Like just say it like it is. <laughs> I'm like, you I know I like say shit. tell it like it is, girl. <laughs> you gotta listen to all the stuff she says about you in the podcast. I love you. I love y'all so much. The Kim Grabell Show is produced and edited by Zach Miller at Uncommon Audio. Our associate producer is Kathleen Grant the brunette exec. Production help from Emily Breeden and Sarah Noto.
Our cover art is designed by Sanaz at Mamarian Creative and Mike Kligerman edits the show. And a special thanks to the team at QVC. Head over to thekimgravelshow.com and sign up for our mailing list. Again, we can't do this without you, so thank you for listening, and we love you.